a tabletop game talk side chat, where two of us talk about something sometimes related to games. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm Fletcher. This week, it's The Witcher. Books, video games, Netflix series, and now a board game. What is it about this dark fantasy IP, first published in 1992, that people can't get enough of? But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sarah went with Michael Finley, listener dog, and the gift of games. I don't know why I'm talking like a game show host, but that's how we're doing it. <laughs> um, thanks to all of our patrons, and welcome. If you want to join us on Discord, do that. If you want to join us on BGA, do that. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about in under an hour, because these episodes are only supposed to be 20 to 30 minutes, and... We've been going for 40 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we have three pages of notes on this one. So, um, I don't know what you were thinking. We also, we have, all right. So we have updates and then, uh, all right. So let's just get into it. Fletcher, how was your weekend? Um, my weekend was great. Um, what did I do? I sat around and played video games all day. (laughs) Yeah. You played a lot of Diablo. Yeah. We did. We probably played, oh, eight, probably close to eight to 10 hours. I was gonna. I was gonna say like five to ten hours. Yeah. No, probably more. Uh, no, you're right. Probably like eight to ten hours. I mean, and that's just together. And then I think we both played like a few extra hours separate yeah, here and there. Yeah. Yeah. My time played on the game, so says PlayStation Five, is sixty four hours as of like yesterday when I logged in. Man, I have to. So. I have to see. That, though for me, I, like I've left the game on a couple times and like walked away. Not for like huge amounts of time, but definitely for like. 30, 45 Couple hours. Yeah. 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 I think this I, I think after actually, it'll kick you off after like 45 minutes of like not moving yeah. or anything. Yeah. I think this playtime is pretty accurate for me because I rarely like I may walk away to get lunch or something. But even then, oftentimes I'll just turn I'll like make the PlayStation sleep and then plug in my controller so that it doesn't run out of battery mid. Yeah. I do the same thing. Murder and things. <laughs> um, but yeah. So we. Beat the campaign finally last night at level. I was 52. You were 51. And yeah. so, yeah. So that's our Diablo update. Um, after we get done recording, I think we're playing Diablo. I'm down. All right, cool. Um, a little bit more important of an update, but only just ever so slightly. Um, <laughs> Kitty is no longer pregnant. So there are two new baby girls in the world. Um, I think they were born on Friday. I think it was Friday. Um, but yeah, so they everyone's doing good. Um, Kitty is home from the hospital. The babies have to stay for another couple weeks, probably. Um, and their player numbers five and six. <laughs> so they're not very original in their namings. Nope. Um, yeah. So I was wondering if it was going to be five or six or five A, five B. Um, it could have gone either way, really. So, but yeah, they went with five and six. Um, question is tiny... who's five and who's six? <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't know. See, and I'm like, um, did you, are you doing the thing where you're like painting a fingernail? So, you know, which one's which, or are you just kind of like juggling their names? And yeah, she didn't answer me, but, um, <laughs> no, everyone's, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not answering that question. Goodbye. Yeah. Everyone's doing good. It sounds like she has a lot more energy because she's been texting and communicating a lot more. So apparently not That's being good. weighed down by two kids. They have a um, a slight uh, time where they can um, have the babies, but they're being taken care of in the hospital for the most part. So like a little bit of of you know prep time to get everything ready and 
get some sleep in. So we'll see. But yeah, everyone's doing good. Um, the reason the babies are still in the hospital is they're actually technically in the NICU, which is that's where Carmen works, right? She floats all over the place. But yeah, the neonatal so, intensive care unit. Yeah. So I think they were born at 36 weeks. Um, my numbers might be a little off, but I think they were born at 36 weeks and they want to keep them until they're at least 38 weeks to make sure that they're gaining weight and doing everything they're supposed to be doing. So they, uh, and for all like medical purposes, I think they're considered preemies at this stage. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were ready to come out. I don't think it was a she went into labor thing. It was a the doctor's like, yeah, um, now, there's enough going time. on. Let's yeah, let's let's get these out. So these. <laughs> let's get these aliens uh, out of you. Yeah. But they are. Yeah. And she sent us pictures. They're I'm going to say they're super cute, but they're newborn babies. So um, they're as cute as newborn babies get. <laughs> um, the one thing I did notice, though. And after having, you know, recently having two babies is they didn't have cone shaped heads. So that's the advantage of a C-section. You know, hmm. babies don't get cone shaped heads. But so, yeah, that's uh, everything's doing good. She I don't know when she's going to do our next episode. Probably not. Well, maybe next week. Honestly, if the babies are still in the hospital, maybe we'll get her to join us next week and give us another update. But no promises. Um, but I did ask her, I was like, can I give people an update? And she's like, yep. So she'll come back is, next week for one yep. episode and then be gone for like another <laughs> for <four>. one episode. <laughs> and I was like, and now I have four kids to take care of. I can't right. do nothing else. Uh, yeah. So speaking of kids, we, this weekend got season passes to six flags, great America, which and when you say we, you mean your family, my, yes, my family, <laughs> not um, me and you. Nope. Although you should get, well, don't do it. I'm not going to get season passes, but I will come up and visit. (laughs) Yeah. If you went more than twice, the season pass is cheaper. In fact, if you buy the tickets at the gate, the season pass is the same amount. So it's like a $90 ticket at the gate and the season pass is $90. $90? Something like that. But nobody pays that price. You always, you you usually spend like 40 or 45 because you just buy them online and they're like half price if you Mm. buy them online. So, um, but yeah, we ended up getting the, we got season tickets and with like the premier parking and a food pass. And I'm, my goal is to have these things pay for themselves by just driving to the park for dinner, like five times a week. Would you live what? 15 minutes away from we measured it. We are exactly 10 minutes from door to door. <laughs> <laughs> so from door to door. Yeah. You're 10 yep. minutes away. So They're going to hate you. The, they are. They are. We could pick up the kids and then be in the park like within 10 minutes after getting the kids in the car. So we, we spent a couple hours there today though, because the kids were, it was really, it was really cloudy and kind of cool. Like, in like, you know, 70. Yeah. It's cloudy here cloudy. too. Yeah, but it was perfect weather for what we were doing, which was just walking around and then and there was nobody there because it's a Monday night and nobody's there. And so they got to go on a bunch of little kid rides and they were having a blast. And then we had chicken strips and waffle fries and um, that, that was actually pretty good. I got a turkey leg and that was pretty good, too. And I'm like, OK, all right. Dang. I regret nothing. So already paying for yeah. itself. Yeah, I think well, we did I, the calculation yesterday, right, where you would have to go 15 times just for food and 
and it would pay for itself. Like if all yeah, you cared I, about was eating there, yeah. you could and pay that's for if it in I, trips. Yes, and if that, that's if I price the food at what it's worth, not what they're charging for it. Because a typical right. entree is like 16 bucks, And if I count it that way, then I only have to go seven times. But that's... I, I count it like 10 bucks because that's if I'm going to a restaurant, that's about what I'm paying per um, plate. Uh, but yeah, not disappointing. Not disappointing at all. Having a good time. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like when the weather's 90 degrees. I'll probably just... I haven't checked out the water park side of it yet. So apparently these passes give us access to like a VIP indoor lounge. And I'm, I'm like, all right, we got to check that out too. But the water park was closed today because apparently it was too cold. But um, all right, fun to take, let's talk. take them to the water park. Yeah, yeah. Becca can't wait. Like, she's like, I want to go on the water slide. I'm like, well, you can't right now because it's too cold. And she's like, oh, I want to go on the water slide tomorrow. I'm like, okay, we'll see about tomorrow. <laughs> we'll check. <laughs> Actually, today it was all next week. I want to see fireworks next week. Okay. Why? Because I can arrange there were that no for fireworks you. tonight. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> we actually can do that. Next week is 4th of July, so we can make that happen. But, um, all right, let's talk about the topic at hand, The Witcher. Um, what do you know about The Witcher? Um, what do I know about The Witcher? I know that it was, you know, it's a fantasy, a group, it's fantasy books um, that was then later put into a video game. Uh, by CD Projekt Red. I've played the third Witcher one, the third um, Wild Hunt. I haven't read any of the books, translated or otherwise, because they are Polish? What are they? they were Polish, and then, yeah, obviously they've been translated yeah. to English, but yeah. Um, they And then they made it into a series, a Netflix series. Um, I think it all, there's also an animated spinoff. Uh, it's actually a really interesting story. It's not the high fantasy that that you would think of for like dungeons and dragons or something like that it's it's a little bit it's it's grittier um it's a lower magic environment and there's a lot of uh you know polish folk folklore baked in yeah i think of the monsters like the beastery of the witcher is like you could just study that and that's like so much lore there um but yeah i didn't like i didn't really know anything of the witcher by maybe i knew by name until the next netflix series was out and so i watched the netflix series this was what four or five years ago now when the first season something like that yeah and i had a hard time following it like it's so if you've watched game of thrones yeah so but the same thing happened like like game of thrones right i'm watching this and i'm like i have no idea who these characters are there's so many characters there's so much stuff going on and then with the witcher there's a lot less characters it's it's much easier to follow because there's not as much um you know political intrigue there's some but it's not as much but they were still like jumping all over in time and so it's kind of hard to like okay when was this and who is this they do what's going on do that yeah they kind of jump around in time a bit yeah, at least for the first season. I think they get a little bit better um, and the, you know, f- further seasons down. <laughs> the Toss the Coin to Your Witcher. It's a good song, actually. It is a good um, song. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to get The Witcher game. So I got The Witcher 3 because uh, it said Eternal Collection. I'm like, oh, that sounds like something I should own. I played it for about an hour and I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't <laughs> understand what's going on. I don't know why I'm doing any of this stuff. Um, it throws you... It throws you into the deep end a little bit for The Witcher 3 because it asks you, because if you haven't played one and two, towards the beginning of the game, 
it asks you like a series of questions where it's like, what happened here? And like, well, how did you get over there? And then what happened to this person? Because then it will build the story on top of that. Um, so it doesn't really matter how you answer those questions. But like, if you know the backstory, you can answer the way you want to. If you don't know the backstory, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I didn't know the backstory. And I like I remember riding a horse, picking up some herbs, and then killing some people in a tree. And then I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I feel like did I'm you not find. Now. Did you not find the <laughs> game fun or satisfying or, or combat um, interesting? Honestly, I think it happened. So lately, and uh, you know, listeners know, I've been getting more and more you know, back into video games. I think this was one where I'm like, oh, I kind of like this Netflix series. So maybe I'll get the game and try to get invested in the lore a bit more. And I just wasn't ready to jump that fast back into the deep end like diablo anyone can pick up diablo and i'm like all right just keep pressing this button over and over and over and you're going to do pretty good um (laughs) yeah advanced tactic press this button then that button okay now you're good but um the lore the lore of diablo is actually kind of deep but on the surface level you don't really need to know what's going on it's like yeah the primevals are bad you want to you know kill them kill kill the bad guys (laughs) diablo Um, bad angels good (laughs) well Maybe. Um, yeah, it's it is easier to get into that lore because it's just kind of spoon fed to you. And, it, and again, it's just very surface level stuff. Um, you can get deeper into it. And and you should if you're playing Diablo four, listen to every dialogue, everything like it's there is a ton there and it is there's a lot, but it's still easier to get into than the Witcher. It's one so, of those things where like if you don't really care about the story on the surface level, it's fine. It'll like spoon feed you everything you need to know. Um, if you are interested in the story and the backstory, there's a lot of optional dialogues that you can listen to to like learn a lot more about the world and the events. Yeah. And that's how I felt about The Witcher. So I've had this experience happen a couple times now where a board game will get me into an IP way more than any other medium did. And so when The Witcher board game came out, um, well, when the Kickstarter came out, it was me and two friends from work were looking at this and we decided to go all in. And so all three of us went all in. And then I, I, and I kind of led them into it. Like I was the Kickstarter, you know, addict. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. If you get this, you have to get that. If you get that, you got to get this. So when it finally arrived, I'm like, I hope this game is actually good because I'm going to feel a little bad if I uh, had two friends go all in and, it, and it's not. So set it up, played it. And really, really, really liked it. And at that point, I'm like, okay, I want to know more about this world. Because what's going on here? And and so to start out with the board game, um, we are a board game podcast usually, sometimes. Um, as the way the base board game works is you are going to pick one of five witchers. And you are going to run around this world you're attempting to get yourself stronger through, you know, various things you're doing. Um, you're going to go on, you're going to explore, you know, you'll have explorations in cities or wilderness. Um, you'll, these are very story based. So like at the end of every turn, if you don't fight something, um, and there's, you can meditate or fight. And if you don't do one of those two things, which is very specific when you can, you'll do an explore card and they'll read, uh, the other players will read 
the story and then you choose one of the options and then you see what happens. Sometimes it's an immediate effect. Do this, get this, you know, whatever. Sometimes it's, hey, grab this quest card numbered whatever. And when you show up at this other location, finish reading this and something else will happen. So really what you're doing is it's kind of a race to get to four trophies and you get trophies by maxing out a particular stat. Um, defeating monsters or dueling another player and winning a duel. And it was really, really fun. Like, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's an adventure worker placement game um, in the base box. And then there's the expansions. And the expansions, there's a bunch of them. And if you went all in, you have them all. If you didn't, then here are the ones that you probably should get. Um, I think the Monster Trail expansion is like the first one. It's the one that adds a bunch of optional rules to add a little bit more depth. Like the monster fighting in the base game is okay. It's it's fun. Um, but the Monster Trail expansion adds like every monster has very uh, like unique things it does. Versus in the base game, every monster has a unique thing that happens at the very beginning of the fight. But the rest of the fight's all the same, regardless of the monster you're fighting. Um so that's like a really good one. It adds a bunch of extra things. You have the mages, which add a uh, essentially you can play as the mages, and we'll talk about the mages versus the witchers and how they all relate. And then you have um, Wild Hunt, which is a co-op expansion, which I haven't played yet, but reading it over, it changes the game just enough to make it feel like it should be a co-op game versus just kind of you know bolting on a co-op version of the competitive game um and there's solo versions for all of this too and depending there's another expansion that adds another um three locations to the board and adds boats and then there's another one that adds like these giant monsters that everyone's trying to get and you win by you know killing the giant monster um and then there's you know mini expansions and all this stuff there's a bunch of stuff it's a kickstarter i want to play it all like it's all of it is compelling <laughs> and i'm like reading all this stuff and i'm like oh this is so cool and that's so cool so then I went down the rabbit hole, as I do, and I started reading the first book, or what I thought was the first book. What you thought was the first book? Yeah. So there are books that the you know started this series, and it was rather confusing. Um, in fact, it's why we're talking about The Witcher, because I think the IP is really, really cool, but the getting into the IP is kind of hard. Um, because like, where do I even begin? So, but you mentioned it's a dark fantasy world. There is magic, but it's like the mages are their own class of people. Essentially. Um, they look down. It's a lower kind of magic environment. There definitely is magic, but you don't see it very often unless you're like in one of the few circles. Right. Um, and apparently a long, long time ago, one of these mages decided that, Hey, I want to modify humans so they can fight off these beasts that have been showing up recently. And this, I think it was a guy, um, created some, using some, I think literally magic mushrooms and potions and magic combined to send men, always men, through trials, like the trial of grasses is what it's called. And if you make it through, then you become a witcher. And you have like physically increased strength. Um, you basically age at a snail's pace. You are immune to most diseases. Um, you essentially are, you know, you go around and kill monsters. You're superhuman, essentially. You're superhuman, yeah. 
um, and magically created. And there's, you know, there's structure around this. There's, you know, ritual around this. There's different schools that are based on different animals. I don't know a whole lot about that just yet, but... Um, yeah, there's like the so, wolf school that is what Geralt is a part of, and then there's like cat and other ones. Yep. And in the board game, there is a there's a Witcher for each school, and so that's where I'm like, oh, okay. But in the actual books, there's only a few of them that are mentioned to start with. Um, I think Wolf, Cat, Griffin, Viper are the ones that are mentioned early in the books, at least. Um, the other ones might be alluded to. I don't know. I've only read the what I thought was the first book. Um, so there's all of all of this going on, and then the mage that made the Witchers dies, and then the Witchers lose the knowledge of how to make new Witchers, and that's where this story, like the main book stories, pick up. Is Geralt? He's one of the Witchers, and he is one of the few last remaining Witchers because you can't really make any more. Um, some stuff happens. Siri gets in the mix and. Siri, I don't know, so I can't spoil this because I don't know, but Siri might be a mage, she might be a witcher, she might be something different. Siri is the mysterious um, child pro- progenitor or whatever, the, this kind of yeah, mixed prodigy. in there. You don't exactly yeah. know what she is. Yep. Um, <laughs> Miles says she's an AI app. She could be that. We don't know. Um, but it's interesting. Like, she's... In the book that I'm reading, she starts out at, I think she's like 10 or 11. And she is now a ward of Geralt. And so he's looking after her. And the only thing he knows to do is, well, I know how to train as a witcher. So I'm going to train you as a witcher. Um, so that's that's essentially where the stories pick up. And when I was playing The Witcher 3, Siri was there and Yennefer was there. Yennefer's a mage that Geralt and Yennefer kind of have this on-again, off-again relationship. Um, all of this is stuff you learn very early on, so none of this stuff is spoilery. It's just kind of give you an idea of how everything mixes together. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know who these people are, and I don't think I care. So that's the problem with jumping into the middle of something. Um, you said you haven't read the books, though, right? I have not. Is is it something that you would be interested in reading, or is it like, ah, I like what I've seen and played so far but i don't really care to get like the full story it's something i'd be interested in reading but i you know i think my personality trait is i just don't really read books (laughs) very often i think actually i think carmen has actually read maybe a few of the witcher books i'm not sure um carmen's the type of person that she watched the movie dune and then she read the book yeah and to me i'm just like i'll just watch the movie and then you know I'll watch the second one when it comes out. I, I just realized, like, sitting down and reading a book is not something I do. I, and, and Miles mentions this, too, I, I just listen to everything on Audible. So, to me, it's just like a podcast that's playing in my ear. Um, I like, I'm not listening to the podcast this week because I'm listening to this book. And they're all on Audible. They're, I think they're fairly well narrated. The only thing, I will say, my first impressions of them, and, and like any, when you're reading any new book series, you kind of have to get into, I guess... They call them pros in the industry, like how the writer writes, essentially. And I've gotten, it took me a little while to get into it because it's 1990s fantasy and then translated from Polish. So there's a lot of, you know, words just for the sake of making it more fantasy ish. Um, <laughs> where, like, I think modern fantasy tends to be a little bit more modern writing or modern language. Um, they don't bother trying to make 
fancy words to make things more fantasy-ish. Um, but here's, here's, so if you want to read the books, this is research I've done. I've looked at a number of different places. I've read them out of order. So I'm going to tell you how to do it. Don't read them in order. <laughs> so that's the problem. The books came out in one order, and then you should read them, so says the author of the books, in a different order. And that's not necessarily, was. I don't think it was done on purpose, but uh, the first book was uh, released, I think it was The Sword of Destiny, was released in 1992. And this is a collection of short stories that talk about, essentially, um, things that happened before the main story starts. And we'll talk about how that can happen. It's almost a prequel to the actual story. But it introduces a few characters, including Siri. And then the next year, he released a book called The Last Wish, which is another collection of short stories, which also has backgrounds on characters, which is where Geralt, Yennefer, and um, the bard, Dandelion, he has a different name in the um, series. Netflix series, yeah. Um, but... That's where their origin stories come from. So, and then The Blood of Elves is the third book that was written, but it's the first book of the overarching story that consists of four books. Five books? Five books, I think. Um, And then there's an eighth book that came out called Season of Storms, which came out about 14 years after the last of the series of books, which is another standalone book that has the same characters, but is kind of nebulous in where it exists in the timeline. Um, so I started with The Blood of Elves because I'm like, oh, I want to read the first things. And usually when you hear about prequels, like the prequels are meant to be read after you read the main story, right? I, I use Star Wars as an example. If you watch the main Star Wars trilogy, great. And then you watch the prequels to Star Wars, I apologize. But you know, if you did... That's you're meant to have known the main trilogy first because if you watch the prequel first, it spoils all of the main trilogy. So you're not supposed to watch them in chronological order. You're supposed to watch them in you know produced order. With these books, apparently that's not the case. The first, the prequels are essentially there to set up the world. So when you start reading the first book of the story, you already know all of these characters. Now, I was able to get away with reading Blood of Elves as the first book because I had already watched the Netflix series. And the Netflix series, season one and two, are The Last Wish and Sword of Destiny. They basically set up all the characters in those first two seasons. And then they get into the actual meat of the story in season three, I presume. So there's some crossover a little bit, but that that's basically what's happening on that. So Got it. Yeah. So you want to start out with the collections of short stories. So you Last Wish, Sword of Destiny, those are your first two. And then you watch Blood of or read Blood of Elves, Time of Contempt. The rest of them are in in order. And then the Season of Storms is a completely standalone that you can read almost whenever because it's not related to the original. So that's your book reading guide for The Witcher, if you're curious. <laughs> if you're interested in the video games, then you can play Witcher 1 and 2. And get some story there. Um, Witcher 1 apparently is not that great. Witcher 2 is considered better, um, gameplay-wise. Witcher 3 is considered one of the best games of all time, um, from what I've been reading. So that's where I jumped into Witcher 3 and like, okay, let's go for it. Um, Witcher 4 is in development and will start another trilogy. 
And a remake of the original Witcher 1 game is also in the works and should be released with updated, you know, all of the stuffs. Graphics so if you w- modern gameplay yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So if you wanted to start someplace, I think you could probably start with Witcher 3 if you did like a, you know, watch a couple of YouTube summaries of Witcher 1 and 2 and then jump into Witcher 3 and, and play it from there. Um, Honestly, Witcher I think f- like unless you're a diehard you could just jump right into witcher 3 you don't don't yeah i mean i just jumped into witcher 3 before any of this came out and aside from the very beginning like i said where you're you're kind of like choosing some things where you don't know the backstory you know it's like what happened to you know so and so it's like a or b and it's like i don't know so you just pick one yeah yeah, exactly. It's just like I and and like most stories, Sydney will do this to me all the time. She'll like we're watching something. It's like, wait, who's that character? Like, am I supposed to know? They're like, no. It's like, well, who, why are they there? I'm like, I assume that the writers are going to tell me important yeah. things I need to know when I know them. We're both on and, this journey together. Yes, and I don't know who Joe Bob is, but if Joe Bob is important, someone's going to tell me why Joe Bob's important at some point. I just assume that's going to happen. I don't need to know who Joe Bob is the moment they hit the screen. Um, so it, the same thing happens in video games, right? And we we were talking, you know, the Diablo story of like I almost want to replay the campaign because now after playing through it once, I'll know these characters better going through and you can like i don't say you create a personal connection with them but like and and again i haven't played the witcher but i assume that the the concept of the witcher and the stories are just as engaging as you know a lot of these other campaign like games definitely so and knowing the characters helps even more so because i mean the story is like a good reason why you play the game because the story is very interesting it's deep there's a lot of connections unlike diablo where it's a lot more surface level. Yeah. Now, The Witcher's video games are non-canonical. So if that matters to you, it's not canon. Yeah. But it's, it's you know, strongly based on Witcher lore and such. So um, I don't think you... I don't think it actually matters all that much. I don't think there's a lot of canon to The Witcher anyway, besides just here are the books. Those are That's the canon. Obviously, it can't be super canonical because when you have a 60-hour game, you have to introduce a lot of elements and characters that aren't... Um, you know, in the actual book. Yeah. But, but I will say fun. they, they did a pretty good job. Cause as I'm, you know, reading the book, they're like, they're collecting herbs and making potions and doing that. And in Witcher three, like that's one of the very first things you do is start making potions and using these potions to do things. And where, when I first started playing it, I'm like, Oh, they just made this up for the game. I'm like, no, this is actually lore. This is, this is what the witchers do. They use these potions and um, herbs and stuff to enhance their abilities. And I'm like, Oh, well that makes for, for, good video game then i can i can see how that all relates um there are some spin-off games spin-off video games as well um so and they're all kind of if it's all done by project red it's project red or project uh it's cd project red it's, cd project red yeah. yeah so if it's all if you see a cd project red witcher game it's all the same people um they you know kind of have this license they're not giving it away over 75 million copies of this video game have sold so far so which is Pretty darn good. Um, Now, Netflix. The first thing I saw with the Netflix series is they Netflix saw the Game of Thrones do so well for HBO that they were looking for a series to kind of give, you know, so they can draw the Game of Thrones crowd over once Game of Thrones was done. And if you watch the first season of The Witcher, it has a lot of Game of Thrones element in it, i.e., 
adult content for the sake of adult content. Um, that doesn't really add to the story all that much, but it's, you know, it's there. But after the season one, I think a lot of that kind of fades away and you get more into just the characters and the story that are going on. So, um, that's my, Hey, if you have small kids, you might not want to introduce them to the Witcher. (laughs) Watch it first. It's It's a gritty and bloody (laughs) landscape. So yeah. Yeah, if or you a lot more let them than just the occasional adult con- content. Yes, there's there's a lot of also gruesome. all the cursing that happens every other word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not family friendly depending on the family you're in. Um, but it is really good. I did enjoy it. I'm gonna go back and watch all of them again. And there's other spinoffs too on Netflix. So there's an animated Burr. series yeah. that follows Geralt. Geralt. I, I always have a Geralt. hard time saying his name. Geralt's uh, teacher. So if you want more history on him, there's an animated series there. And there's actually a number of um, kind of like one-offs. And there's a two-part uh, Witcher Beastery that is a live-action one, as, as far as I understand, that I, I want to do some... It's more um, of like a documentary. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's done in the style of like a Discovery Channel documentary where it's they have show writers and folklorists talk about um beasts and where they come from from history and how they adapted them to the witcher universe and they show clips from the witcher so, so it's, it's a it's a writer's document like a creator it's, it's like a writer's kind, kind of, of documentary okay. about like where these beasts come from and how they incorporate it into the show yeah and like i said it's super cool like when you watch the witcher they're not introducing uh monsters that you haven't heard of if you're into fantasy at all it's not like uh, wholesale made up things. i would say there's there's I would say there's quite a few monsters I've, or beings anyway that I've never that heard are, of. All right. I mean, but you still have like ghouls and wolf, werewolves and things like that that are. Yeah. You know, but like more you know, when monsters. they talk about like it, this, like this is a Yiga and it's like, what the heck is a Yiga? And it's like, all right, it's some kind of like witch demon thing. But like I, the mean, the name means nothing to me, but apparently it's yeah. like a, you know, from Polish folklore. Which I love folklore stuff, like turning there's uh, it's 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 so fun to listen to learn about a a folklore through modern fiction. It's just like everything I know about Baba Yaga, Yaga is is through different variations of modern fiction where she's like a featured character right. um, because it's just, you know, that's a fun character that people like to rework. And there's a lot of different versions of it. So I think The Witchers kind of like does that as well. So, yeah. I the Striga. <laughs> That's really Striga. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I I I like this world. I think it's compelling. I will finish reading all the books, i.e. listening to them on Audible, because <laughs> um and it like I said, it took a little while to get into it, and I do have to go back and do the prequels now before I go to the next book in the series. Um they're also not very long. I mean and by that, I mean, I'm used to Sanderson, who a single one of his fantasy books is 45 hours long. Oh, um, oh yeah, they're big. Um, Blood of Elves is like 10 hours, 11 hours. So it's this entire series is about the equivalent of two, maybe three Sanderson books. And I'll just, you know, devour Sanderson. So it's it's good stuff. Um, the topics are interesting, too. Like, essentially, the world pits the humans against the non-human races. Um, and there's a lot of basically what you would get, a lot of fantasy racism in general, right? 
you know, dwarves don't trust elves, elves don't trust humans, um, you know, gnomes are, like, they were the original race, and anyone that came after them is, like, invading their place. Like, there's a lot of interracial conflict. Um, one of the conversations in the in the book I was reading was between a dwarf and one of the um, characters. That's basically how they generate the ability to backstory, but uh, they're like, well, why did the humans, like, if you were here first, then why are the humans doing, like, able to take over so much? And the dwarf's response is, because you breed like rabbits. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, all you people do is breed, so therefore you just outnumber all of the elder races, and that's just what it is. And, and they're like, okay, all right. Um, which is it like is the, a- uh, is, is it like the, the show and the um, video game where even the witchers, which are ostensibly humans, are also like not really trusted. People don't really like yes. witchers hanging around. So witchers are more or less mercenaries. Yeah. If you see a witcher around, you're like, okay, they want money to kill this monster. And if there's a witcher around, there's probably a monster around. So that's a bad omen in general. Um, now, Geralt is considered... Uh, he's well-received in most circles. So he does know... Um, like he has a good reputation, but in general, I think witchers are, you know, they're magical mutants and I'd rather have nothing to do with them type of thing. So, and, and there's a lot of interplay, like a lot of, like you would expect in any kind of like, you know, fantasy series, there's a lot of nuance to these relationships. Like one of the things that happens in the first book is you meet a group of dwarves that are guarding a human caravan and they're there fighting against their own kind because they're like, we don't believe in what they're doing, but we also don't like the fact that we're fighting our kind and we're doing it to protect humans. And that doesn't sit right with us either. So you have all these like these moral dilemmas as they're like, like, you know, do I stick with my mm. kin or do I stick with what's right? And I think it's a really interesting it makes the story interesting in, in that it like these characters are, you know, feel more real, which you would expect for a series that has become this popular. Right. But yeah. Oh, Miles says it, it comes down to humans did not have magic and they stole it. And the monsters are actually as a result of the cataclysm that humans gaining magic has caused. Um, so like, this is another thing, right? Like the humans may or may not be responsible for the state of the current world. Spoiler alert. They probably are humans tend not to take care of worlds very well but (laughs) (laughs) it's super interesting to like see how this works right how this is this world in like evolves and you can also see other people like kind of when you read a series like this that's like so well known and it's been around for 30 years now you can see influence of this in modern fiction as well um i'm actually very surprised that the Witcher board game didn't turn into like a monster hunter type of board game. Cause that's sort of what ends up happening, right? There's a monster, the Witcher goes out and tries to defeat right. it. Um, but it's, it's kind of a, they're not really going that way. There's it's, I don't know. The board game is just, it's good. It's good. If you like an adventure board game, and I think you could play it a lot and still have fun with it just by experiencing the story. Um, Depth-wise on the board game, you probably need a couple expansions to, if you're like a really gamery gamer, you'll want a few expansions. But if you're just a, a Witcher fan and, oh, there's a Witcher board game, I think they hit the nail on the head for what the Witcher board game is. With the only real complaint uh, that people have is, 
it doesn't make sense that the witchers are fighting each other because you typically don't have that in the books, apparently. Um, but I think that if you just think of them as kind of like training duels, it makes complete sense because you never like yeah. fighting another player doesn't actually set them back at all. In fact, you know, it's almost it's just an activity, but um it's not like you're losing anything if you lose that fight. It's just the other person gets a trophy because, hey, they bested you in a duel. Right. No, I think so. the way that they kind of explain it in the video game and in the uh, show is it's like a it's like a cl- it's like a clan. They're mercenary clans. Yeah. So, um, you know, whether it's Geralt and his wolf clan or the Viper clan or whatever, like they all respect each other. They have different you know traditions and different uh, you know styles of doing things, but they all kind of you know respect each other's practices. Yeah. In fact, the first book of the arc um, starts out with like multiple witchers in a sacred witcher location, like the 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 lab that creates witchers. So this is kind of a sanctuary where all the witchers can go and hang out. Um, and I think there's like three or four of them in that period. I can't really spoil things too much because a lot of it still is just a bunch of names and places that I cannot retain. Like I just don't retain names and places. <laughs> but um, yeah, witchers hang out at this place where. You know, there's an underground lab that nobody knows how to use it anymore. So, uh, yeah. What else about The Witcher? Um, I don't know what else about The Witcher. They're coming right, out with another season. They are. And then there's some also some drama there where the main character, um, what's his name? Uh, some, some cobalt or something? Superman. No. Superman. Yeah. What's yeah. his name? The British guy. Uh, um, well, Geralt. Yeah, but who's the actor that plays him? Um Apparently, the actor who plays Geralt in the Netflix series is a huge mega fan of the series. And he's had a lot of public fights with the showrunner because the showrunner isn't being as true to the books as he wants her to be. And so it came to a head where he's just like, okay, fine, I'm leaving. And she's like, okay, fine, leave. So that was season three, he's there. But season four, we'll have some other actor play that. Um and, and John mentions he's also a mega fan of Warhammer 40k. Um, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah, um, that's right. So, and I, I both admire that kind of passion where it's like, I want you to be true to the source material. I'm playing like this iconic character that I love and care about. And you're making me do things that he wouldn't do. Like, I understand that mindset. The other side of it is, though, is it's like, yes, but this isn't necessarily a word for word reenaction of this of the books and you do have to kind of adapt to moderate audiences in a different medium. So maybe there's a reason for it, but um, they couldn't find middle ground. So yeah. And I agree. It, it is a shame he's leaving because he is, he's a really, I mean, I don't know anyone else who is Geralt, but um, I don't like when they switch actors in the middle of things. Um, but sometimes, I don't know. Honestly, I don't reckon I'm relatively face blind too. So when they switch actors, oftentimes <laughs> like that actor looks different but maybe that's just me now that's got to be the same person whatever and then i just you know they were in the same costume so yeah it's the same character but yeah witcher it is worth checking out i can't speak for the game fletcher says it's good though the game is great yeah um i've only played the witcher 3 and i played like you maybe like the first hour of the witcher 2 not because i couldn't get into it but because i literally couldn't run it on my computer (laughs) It was going clipping along at like 
12 frames per second i'm like yeah i can't run this game not gonna do this miles mentions dumbledore and the switch there which i did not notice because i don't notice those things but if i see them side by side i definitely see a difference but when i was started watching um harry potter 4 i didn't even realize that they had changed the actor um i mean it's just a guy in a white beard so but that was a sad reason to change that he didn't have any issues with the harry potter series um but yeah that's that's the witcher i don't know what ip we're talking about next week um maybe we'll just talk about little babies next week we'll see (laughs) (laughs) all right let's the do the outro thing outro thing tabletop game talk is a proud member of the dice tower network we have a dis- Discord. Join us there to continue the conversation and be a part of our live recordings. And it's also where you will find an endless stream of games that you can play with us and other listeners on BGA. Links are in the show notes, and you can go to tabletopgametalk.com to find out more. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gifted Games, Jason Strong, Jan Lewis, Joe Hoover, Emil Joe Jam, Danita Jim, Steve, Gary, Peter, Andrew, John, Jer, Sir, Sir, John, Sully, uh, Matthew, Jimothy, <laughs> Ball, Nicholas, Weatherman, Keith, Leanne, Stephen, Marina, Ben, Sean, Michael, Jeremy, Christopher, Terrence, Richard, Tolkien, fan, forever, Stephen, Joe, Old school sci-fi, aka Tim. Um, David, <laughs> Brian, Sir, Sully. Sorry, John. <laughs> Courtney, Ryan, Dan, Darren, David, J- Jesse, Charles, Agnes, Ron, Aaron, Don, Gallen, Eric, Adrian, Eric, Jason, Jerry, Sean, Christy, Monica, and Michael. Thank you to everyone who's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us. Past, present, and future. If you want to go from a future patron to a present patron, links are in the show notes. Uh, until next week, keep playing games and having fun. I think I think next next week you should do just last names. Just I tried doing just last names and that was really that really threw me off. That was rough. <laughs> it's like, oh um but yeah, so Fletcher and I are going to go play Diablo 2, um, our capstone dungeon, which is the dungeon that you unlock at the end of the campaign, and you have to play that to get to the hard world. So we're going from the tier one easy world to the tier three super hard world, and then we're going to realize that we're really bad at this game. Yeah, I think you meant to say Diablo 4, not Diablo That's 2. Whatever. Let's play Diablo 2 from now on, just so I'm not wrong. <laughs> wrong. Diablo 4, play that game. <laughs>